Hi friend, you are listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, a podcast created especially for someone who's not sure about relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Janelle Wood, and while I have a background in counseling and ministry with women, the truth is I've been through my own seasons of questioning my faith. So if you've ever struggled with not being sure where you belong, or you felt like you were faking faith, or maybe a friend just shared this episode with you and you are feeling a little wounded or skeptical of all things God-related right now, welcome. This podcast is just for you. Finding Something Real is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. My passion is Jesus Christ, and for me now, after having crawled through some real ups and downs on my own faith journey, I believe Christ is the hope and the answer to this world more than ever. But don't take my word for it. Listen to my friends as they share their own grace-filled journeys. My prayer is that if you haven't already, you'll find something real too. Well, welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood. And today we're going to have a conversation about following and falling in love with Jesus Christ. Friend, I'm excited you're listening in for season four, where I'm inviting co-hosts and guests on to share their stories and also asking guests to address some of my co-hosts' honest questions. So I want to start today by welcoming back this month's co-host, Tori Carpenter. Hey, Tori. Hey, guys. What's up? (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you're back. Uh, So friend, if you haven't already listened to Tori share her personal story and some questions she has about Christianity on the podcast, I encourage you to please go back and take a listen. We'll make sure there's a link in the show notes, but bottom line is I haven't scared her away yet. So praise the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's an honor to have you back here, Tori. Thank you. Thanks. I feel so special to be here. I'm the one that's honored. (laughs) Well, I love you. Um, Also, friend, here's today's commercial brought to you by my sponsor, my favorite husband's funding relief firm. Um, That's a joke, but for real, if you're a regular listener to the Finding Something Real podcast and the content here inspires or challenges you in a good way, would you consider supporting this program through Patreon? There's special content over there uh, that you get when you sign up, including a bonus episode that we are going to do every month. Um, That's really special. You should totally check that out. Your financial support helps keep this show going. And more information can be found on my website at findingsomethingreal.com. End of commercial. Now, today, we are excited to welcome a very special guest. And I'm going to share something that I don't normally say when I introduce people. Um, I don't know that much about him, really. Um, I know he's a gospel singer and a worship leader. I know he's got a beautiful wife and he's a new dad. And that's pretty much it except this. Last year, you may remember, we had music artist Tarian on the podcast. We also just re-ran one of her episodes in January. Um, or or the episode in January. And shortly after she came on the podcast, I was on Instagram one day um, and she went on IG live with this guy. And I had no idea who he was, but I was um, sitting there listening to them talk about current events and Jesus Christ, the love of God and people. It was so tangible and beautiful in their conversation. I'm pretty sure I was brought to tears. And when this guest prayed, it was absolutely incredible. I instantly thought I would love to have that man on my podcast one day to share about his passion for Jesus. Well, today's the day, friend. Um, So I'm so excited that you are here, C. West. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so grateful to be here. And I mean, I'm just blessed. I've never been on anyone's podcast before. So no way. First time. <laughs> so I'm pumped about this. He's oh a recording artist and a gospel singer, and he's never been on a podcast. I've been on many <laughs> radio shows, but never a podcast. Well, I hope you always remember this as oh, you go along in your career. You're going to have lots of opportunities, I'm sure. Um, so do you remember the live that I'm talking about? Um, because what were you guys even talking about? I feel I was thinking about this last night. I feel like uh, quoting Maya Angelou um, right now. She says, um, at the end of the day, people won't remember what you said or did. They will remember how you made them feel. And, and that's exactly what I remember about that conversation. I don't remember what you said or did. I remember how I felt and it was like I had just been in the presence of the Lord. So can you share a little bit about that conversation? Wow. Do you know what I'm talking about? Glory to Jesus for that. Um, so basically that, that live was, I actually reached out to her because it was during all the recon, the uh, racial reconciliation time that mm. was happening. I mean, that's always the thing, even now it is, <laughs> but yeah. um, it was around the time of uh, the, the, the passing away of, George Floyd and just all the chaotic things that were happening in this nation. And I reached out to uh, a large group of my friends and I said, Hey, we need to really pray um, for this nation, for uh, the people of God. And I feel like um, we need to utilize our platforms to point to him more and more and more. And so uh, I rallied up a few people and Tarion was one of those people and we did an IG live and we just prayed the entire live. We just prayed and we went back and forth just praying and praying and praying for families, for, uh, for, you know, every community, you know, whatever shade of color you are, we pray for everyone. And we were just praying for the government, praying for the president, praying for just, just everything, praying for the uh, law enforcement, praying for just anything we could think of that the Lord placed on our hearts and we were just covering every inch of it in the blood of Jesus. And we were just mm. having dialogue about the nature of God and his heart for his children. And um, it, We just felt it was very necessary. And we wanted to also create an alternative to all of the filth online. As you get on social media, there's just a lot of chaos. There's a lot of pressure. There's a, it's just overwhelming. And um, I wanted to, start revival on social media. <laughs> uh, so uh, I just, that's why we did that. And we're going to be doing it again soon. So I'm pumped wow. for it. Yeah. So that was, that was the heartbeat of that moment was we, we just wanted to pray and just really tune into Holy Spirit and let God in on social media. We wanted him to take over social media at that time. So mm, it's really, really beautiful. Um, I have a friend who's a comedian. He's been on this podcast multiple times, and he's also a pastor. His name's Jason Earls. Um, but one of the most beautiful things I saw during that time as well was he gathered a bunch of different pastors, uh, white and black, uh, I think maybe even Asian, I don't know, and they just prayed. And it was so powerful. It was uh, exactly like uh, what you guys were doing. So wow. anyway, pretty awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit more about you. Oh, uh, well, I am 23 years old. I love Jesus. I have a five-month-old little boy. His name is Zion. Um, and my wife's name is Katie. And uh, we just love the Lord. We're young. My wife is 22. We got married a year ago. Wow. Uh, 
And we quickly had a baby. <laughs> Wasn't in our plans, but it was in God's. <laughs> <laughs> and so we are grateful for him. He's the most joyous baby in the world. Um, he's just awesome. We love him so much. Uh, I was raised in church. Uh, my mom raised me in church, always had me in church. But I understand that just because you were raised in church doesn't necessarily mean you have fallen in love with Jesus until you've made that conscious decision to. And so I am grateful that my mom raised me in church. But my story with Jesus began when I uh, experienced extreme levels of brokenness actually in my life hmm. because of my biological father never being in my life. And so I experienced extreme levels of abandonment and just had great levels of low self-esteem and inadequacy and just feeling unwanted. And it drove me to uh, extreme places, suicide and just all kinds of things. And it was at my breaking point where I had my breakthrough and I met with Jesus at the altar and he he wrapped me in his loving arms. And it's something I just can't even, it's indescribable what happened in a moment it changed my life forever. And so um, wow. that's really uh, how I came to fall in love with Jesus. It was in a season of brokenness i found him to be the best father anyone could ever ask for and so uh i just fell in love with him been following him and seeking his face and just allowing him to have complete control of my since that day when i was around 14 this happened hmm. and so yeah um and i i am a recording artist i've been singing in choirs and leading worship at church ever since i was a young a young you know, little kid, I'm still, I feel like a kid still, only 23, but when I was really young, I was singing in the choir, leading songs, things like that. And um, I went to a performing arts high school. Also, um, my first year of college, I was a music major. And then right out of college, I went and got signed to a major label and moved from Buffalo, New York to Atlanta, Georgia, where I reside now. And um, yeah, it's, it's just been a journey. And uh, as you know, I have an album out called Hide and Seek, and uh, mm-hmm. one of the songs on there is Breaks Your Heart, and actually that was the first single off the album, and mm-hmm. uh, that song, it, it it really encompasses my life overall. Lord, if it breaks your heart, let it break my heart, because I want a heart like yours, and so um, that's really just my life, uh, just seeking to be more like Christ, mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah, I I do music still now and I lead worship over at Victory Church in Norcross, Georgia. And my wife and I serve there and that's where we are now. It's just, we're just continuing to follow Jesus along this journey. Hmm. Tori, do you have any follow-up questions to that? I might have, I might have a few. Uh, I don't really, I mean, you have such an interesting story, but I must say you look and sound much older than 23. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you're younger than me. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I'm older than you are? No, you're younger than me. I can't believe I thought you were like in your 30s. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, everyone thinks I'm like 26 or 27. I'm like, no, I'm I'm 23. I'll be 24 in March. Wow. So I guess one of my questions, C-West, is um, it's so countercultural. Uh, to be like 14 and in love with Jesus. Uh, you're obviously you have dreams. I'm guessing you have some dreams for your career. Mm. Um, did you ever feel that push into like 
there's other ways, you know, you don't have to get married when you're 22 or 21, right? Yeah, and all these different yeah. things, or you don't have to give your life fully to this, right? I, I, I guess, um, you know, as you know about this podcast, um, it really is for a young woman who's not sure about faith. And what you just described is so, to some people, so radical. So what made you like stick, stick with Jesus? Why? That is a really great question that <laughs> honestly, what made me stick with him was his presence. That's the best way that I can put it. When, um, when it, it changed from religiously going to church because I was kind of forced to by my mom, it changed in a moment of, of despair and brokenness for me. And it changed from religion into relationship. When I, when I grasped hold of the relationship with him, it was hard to leave. And there have been moments throughout my journey where I messed up, I made mistakes. Even after that encounter with Jesus, I wasn't perfect, but that relationship made things consistent rather than it being something that was just coming out of my mouth. It was like out of my heart flow the issues of life. So it was like I had a heart connection with the Lord. And it was more of a thing where we were hand in hand, walking with each other each and every day through, through my ups and through my downs. And so um, and when I was younger, I was bullied a lot in school because I loved Jesus so much and I would cling to him. I wouldn't do it, things that other kids would do. And so I was bullied. They used to call me Jesus freak in high school because <laughs> they knew that if they brought something to me that wasn't pleasing in his sight or wasn't in his nature. They knew I wouldn't go for it. They knew I wouldn't uh, be involved in it. And it wasn't because I thought I was better. It's just because I wanted to please my father. I wanted to make him smile. And um, there were moments when I didn't make him smile, I'm sure, and where I, I chose things over him and went left when he said go right. Um, but uh, I, I I, I was in love with him because he was in love with me. and I could feel his love each and every day. The enemy would always try to get me to give up. He would always send people my way to try and get me to go astray. And he even placed temptations before me. And I had to continue to worship him and things like that in order to just keep my eyes fixed in on him. And it wasn't easy, but his grace and his mercy kept me close to him. Um, hmm. There's been seasons where I did go astray, but he didn't let me get too far away. <laughs> he let me go just far enough to realize that, okay, I can't live without him. And so, mm. I mean, it is radical now that I think about it. I don't talk about it all the time, but whenever I do talk about it, it is a huge reminder to me that, wow, there was a time where I was in church, going to church, listening to the word, listening to worship, but still feeling so disconnected from it. But then there was a shift that took place one day and it was one moment where God marked me forever. Hmm. And I, I, when I listened to the word and when I listened to worship and when I prayed, it connected differently than it did prior to that moment. And so, yeah, I, I, that's the best way I could describe it. So I want to ask you a hard question. Um, and maybe Tori uh, has a question too. I don't know, but, um, sometimes even after we have those moments with God, there's times when we don't feel it later. 
maybe, you know, I, I was talking to a pastor on here, um, a couple months, uh, I don't know, months ago. And he was saying he went through a, like a drought with the Lord, you know, he was, uh, walking with God and all the feelings left for like seven years. He went through this drought period. And I was like, whoa. And he came to the point where he's like, God, if your word always feels like uh, dust to me, I still want you. I still want you, Jesus. And it was just profound to me because I'm a feeler. I think Tori is too. We've had a conversation about yeah. you know, the feelings. And so have you experienced in the last nine years of knowing that you were marked um, those t times where he still felt far away, maybe you were in the Bible, maybe you were worshiping, maybe you were praying, you were doing all the things and yet he still felt far away. Yes. Yes. Actually, uh, more recently I was reading the word and that's something that, that came to my spirit was there's been so many times where I've done all that I know to do mm. and it just, didn't click. It didn't work. And I'm like, Lord, where are you? <laughs> felt like I was in a wilderness. I was, felt like I was in the middle of a desert um, and I couldn't find my way. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I know I'm supposed to pray and I'm supposed to read your word and I'm supposed to, you know, listen to worship songs and, you know, uh, go to church. And even, even if there's people in your life who you could go to and talk to, it's not the same as hearing him for yourself. And it's just like, you feel like you've exhausted every option you've exhausted all your options and then you reach your wits end, and it seems as though in that very moment that's when he shows up when you mm -hmm. feel like it's finished and that's what happened for me um and you even asking me that it brought that back to my remembrance i was in a season actually before i even got that got to that place of uh, relationship and just intimacy with the lord Leading up to that point when my mom was raising me in church, all those things, I did hit a season. I hit a season where just going to church wasn't enough anymore. Reading the Bible wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it became almost boring. Uh, singing in the choir became repetitive and just like a cycle. It was just like, I'm going through the motions and I'm not experiencing anything real. And it was to a point where I saw other people. It was like Saul and David. It's like, I'm looking, I'm staring at other people's experience and I'm wondering, why don't I have that experience? And it drove me mm -hmm. to a place of uh, discomfort and also a place of worry for my own life because I'm like, okay, these people seem like they're really in tune with the Lord. Like they seem like they really know him and I'm struggling here. And I got to a breaking point and it was in that moment where I wanted to throw in the towel where, where God showed up for me. And it reminded me of two stories in the word. One being when God, when Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well, that she would go every single day. He knew when she'd be there. And she, he knew that she was at her wit's end. She knew what happened with all the husbands she had. and He understood all the details of her life and, he knew that she she was finished and he met her right when she thought it was finished. Mm -hmm. And he 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 loved her. He knew everything about her. He told her all of her sins. He and he just loved on her. And in the same way with um Simon when he was at the Sea of Galilee fishing one night and he couldn't catch anything. He did all <laughs> he knew to do. He's a professional fisherman. He knows how to catch fish. He when to do it. He knows that at nighttime is the best 
chances, you know, to getting a catch. And here comes Jesus toward the morning time while Mo, while um, Simon is washing his net. And Jesus tells him to cast his net out into the deep. And, uh, and he catches an abundance of fish, you know, and that if he didn't get a catch, his family didn't need. And so it's like Jesus would show up in these moments where he knows you have nothing left. And it's almost like he wants you to fight for him, like in the way that he fights for us. It's almost like Jesus wants you to pursue him mm-hmm. in the way that he pursues us until we have nothing left. And then he comes in and he's the strength that we need in our weakness. And so. Wow. Tori, do you have a question? Cause I, I was going to pivot here in a second. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say that I have a question. I definitely think that your story is so beautiful, but I have not had that experience. And I feel like um, kind of one of the questions that I've grappled with and wrestled with is like in my darkest moment, in my deepest pain, I questioned like the gospel's great, but like, how am I going to sleep tonight? And the gospel's Jesus is great, but like, I can't even find the strength to go to work. And, um, the story of Jesus is great, but like, I can't eat because I'm so grieved. And so I feel like I did, I don't, I didn't like have that moment. Like you talk about your deepest pain when you were 14 with your dad. Like when I walked through my grief and my pain, I felt like people would tell me things and people would come up to me and like try to encourage me. But I'm like, great, but like, I can't. I can't even get out of bed. I don't want to get out of bed. And I wish I had more of a story like yours. I feel like, I think that like the Lord did show up in my life, uh, maybe through people, but I didn't have like this moment where I, ex- I can't say that I had this moment where like, I experienced his presence and that pain. I think it's great that you have that story. I don't feel like I do. I don't know you. But I want to say this to you. God is so mindful of you. <laughs> and like, you, you're one thing that I keep hearing you say is, I didn't have that experience. I didn't have that experience. And I've been there too, where I've seen other people having experiences and just not even with God, but just their life just seems as though it's just a lot better than mine. <laughs> And it just seemed like they had more resolution in their trial and their tribulations. They seen, they saw more victory than I saw. And mm-hmm. one thing that God is even showing me right now for you is like, he's not finished writing your story. He's just not done yet. In fact, he's just starting. And it's like, you're going to see such a victory in such a, a sunrise for your story where you're going to look back at these moments and go, I saw God do that for me too. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that. I'm not just saying I know God is with you and I know that he's just building history with you because mm-hmm. he has great plans for you and he's going to use you for his glory. I mean, and it's like what he has for you is so much bigger than you can think or imagine. So I know sometimes it's like you can't get out of bed. You're struggling to go to work. You feel like you don't even want to eat. It's like, I have family members who are going through seasons like that right now. And what I would call that is long suffering. It's like, you're not seeing the light of day. You're not seeing the breakthrough. 
Um, but long suffering is one of the fruits of the spirit. And even in the midst of that uncomfortable season, God's growing us in ways that we don't realize it while we're in the middle of it. And when you come out of it, when you do start to feel different and when you do start to hear him clearer, and have more vision and clarity for your own life and, you just want to be in a place where this cloud isn't hovering over you each and every day. I know what that's like. And there does come a day where that cloud is removed. I probably was one of the most depressed people you could have ever met when I was younger. No one in my family knew what I was going through because I held everything in and tried to deal with it on my own. And I was never very transparent about what I was going through. I was almost, I was always felt like I was to lead people. But here I am at a young person on fire for Jesus in church, trying to lead people to healing, yet I'm still broken. And so I was in seasons where I'm leading people to get healing in areas where I still needed healing and I saw them get healing and I still needed mine. And so you can imagine how that would feel as well, uh, seeing people who had similar stories as me see the breakthrough in their life. And I had something to do with it. I partnered with the Lord and I was speaking to their life and encouraged them in areas where I needed encouragement, but I didn't have someone to encourage me. And so there's been, it's been a journey. It hasn't been all beautiful. It's been many nights when I was sleepless and I was tossing and turning and I was having nightmares and um, no one knew about it. And now years later, I'm on the other side speaking of it as, as if it was this amazing, amazing story. But when I was in the middle of it, it felt like crap. It did. It didn't feel real. It didn't, it didn't feel like I needed to even exist. And so there is, there is a light at the end of this story and um, how you feel right now, you will not feel very soon because his word says, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it and he will complete it. And he's writing your story and it has a beautiful ending. Thank you for saying that. Tori, um, since he was talking like you're, you're going through that right now, do you feel that way right now? Do you feel like um, he hasn't met you where you're at right now? I know when we talked a few weeks ago, um, on the podcast, you were saying that you feel like you've, you've evolved and, um, I don't know if you used the word evolved, but like there's some freedom in your life now. Do you feel that way or it's see on, like on the right track? Is that still something that you struggle with? I, I don't feel like I'm in a dark place, uh, at all. I feel like I have experienced healing. Um, but I, I do feel like, I don't know. I feel like there were just so many aspects of like Christianity and like traditional evangelicalism that like didn't like didn't work for me. It didn't serve me. And so like, uh, I, I guess what I struggle with is like, I don't know what to cling to. Like, for example, um, so I don't know if you, if see West, if you know this, but like the biggest pain that I'm talking about is my dad passed away really suddenly about a little over a year ago and he was only 52 and he died of this terrible aggressive brain cancer and from like the day that he was diagnosed to the day that he died was three weeks 
and it was like traumatic and terrible and I people would come up to me afterwards and they'd be like um oh he's with the Lord he's with Jesus and um you're gonna be with him again and I would think things like yeah that's such a wonderful thought but you don't really know that like no one really knows and so I think I feel like I've I feel like I'm not in a dark place. I, I don't feel like I'm in like this dark, depressed state. I definitely was at first, but now I feel more like, I guess maybe like, how do I know that any of it's real? Like, how do I know that I'll see my dad again? I don't, how do I know that he's in this beautiful place with Jesus? Like it's definitely, I want to believe it. I really do. Uh, but like at the end of the day, nobody really knows. So I think that's what I struggle with is like, all of these teachings that I heard about growing up in Christianity, like, I, I, I guess I don't know if it's real. Like that, I think so. Like this podcast is sweet to me because I f- it's all about finding something real. And that is what I struggle with. Like, I don't know if it's, and if it's real, but I will say what's interesting is I, uh, even though I've questioned so much and I've walked through like that tremendous pain, I, I, I do feel like I've healed from that pain a lot and like I feel like I um maybe God did show up in my life through people and like there were just people that just loved me and kept showing up and I didn't expect them to and I felt so loved and I experienced healing through those relationships um and I feel like I have learned to transform grief and pain into something that I am proud of but I I do still oh man I I just question a lot of it if that makes any sense I don't know if I'm making much sense but no it makes total sense and it makes total sense and one thing that I love about what you're talking about is I feel like we need to ask more questions to be honest I feel like oftentimes when, like myself, when you're raised in church and you just kind of go with the flow of things, you just kind of take things as they are given to you and you don't um, do your due diligence and really seek your own, like seek for your, like you don't really search for yourself with God. Like, Oh, um, for sure. And like, I, yeah, I grew up in a church where like questions weren't really, they weren't loud welcomed yeah and so like i would ask questions and people would be like don't ask questions we just got to trust the plan trust the word so i yeah i also grew up in an environment where like questions weren't okay okay friend we're just getting started with this conversation with our special guest performing artist c west and our february co-host tori carpenter come back tomorrow when we'll share part two of our three-part conversation. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This season, we are inviting co-hosts to join me to share their personal stories and to ask their honest questions about the Christian faith. Each month, we hope to feature a different co-host and together invite guests on to share from their own faith journeys and experiences. Friend, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is still in the restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love business. I know not everyone has experienced that, but if you're curious at all about what's so great about Jesus, 
I hope you come back next week as we continue on a journey towards finding something real in relationship with Him. Until next time.